Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So there are things in which that Paul was trying to address here, speaking of the righteousness of God, speak, and, he, and he went on to say in chapter 3, verse 1, he says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth, and that you should, uh, that you should not obey the truth before who eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently uh, set forth and crucified among you. He goes, uh, I would have learn of you, uh, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Uh, that's verse 3. Uh, he said, did you, uh, I'm sorry, verse 2. He said, did you uh, receive the Spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? You know, I think that's important because, see, oftentimes we are not living by the faith. That's the knowledge of God, the Word of God that we know and that we hear. Uh, we're trying to get the grace of God to work in areas. That's the empowerments of God without obeying the truth. What is the truth? The truth is the Word of God. You know, the Bible says that the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. And, you know, it's so important today that the word of God is taught, that we might have the strong foundation, that the word of truth is in us, that we might walk and live by faith, that we might see. See, and I love this. If you, if you read that scripture, it tells you how did you receive the spirit? Well, it was by faith. It was the hearing of faith. You know, uh, I, I like... The understanding here, because think about this. Look in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Look in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 here, just real quick. I think this is important, speaking of the Spirit, because oftentimes um, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, is given to us for a purpose and reason. We oftentimes just relate it to the gifts alone. And yes, there are manifestations of the Spirit working in and through us. That's what those gifts are, manifestations of the Spirit working. But it's not just for that. I want you to see what this is for. I want to show you something today because this is very important concerning the truth of the Word of God. Did you read Paul addressed it in Galatians 2, 2 there, and he, or 3, 2, where he talked about, did you receive the Spirit? Well, you, how did you do? By the hearing of faith. And uh, now he's not talking about salvation there. He's talking about receiving the Spirit. And, and let me just look at this, though. Um, Jesus talked about this as well. He says here, he says, but, do, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. If you see with this understanding, he says, and you will be witnesses. Well, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, we know that there's an inward work by the Word of God. The Bible says that we've been born by the Word of God. And we know the Holy Spirit is active in salvation in the new birth when it comes to our new born-again spirit. But we're also talking about here something that happens that is subsequential to the new birth. The baptism, what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or, or being endued with power from on high. For what reason? Why do we need the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, exactly what Jesus just said here, to be. If you notice that, he said, and you shall be. Witnesses. He didn't say you will do witnessing. He said you shall be witnesses. Well, what does that mean? Well, you're empowered to be 
that new creation. You're empowered now to be. You know, our lives should be witnessing to everyone around us, not because we're good people. Listen, Jesus didn't die to make bad people good, but dead people alive. And then there's the supernatural life and favor of God and the things that will take place when we be who we are in Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. You know, we can also look at the life of Jesus. Think about it like this. When did Jesus become the Son of God? When did Jesus become the Son of God? Was he the Son of God at his birth? He was. We even sing songs like that. We know that he was Emmanuel. The Bible, was ter that term Emmanuel means God in flesh. That's what the term means, God with us. And Jesus was Emmanuel. Isaiah talks about how that a virgin will conceive in a prophecy. We know Luke and Matthew. We know the birth of Jesus being born of a virgin named Mary. We know uh, that uh, all of these things were true and are true of Jesus. But Jesus was the son of God when he was born. And you know, it's a beautiful story. Read that story about Mary receiving. He, God sent Gabriel with a message, a word to Mary and Mary didn't have this, what we have today, the way we have it. So God sent an angel supernaturally in that way. But we've got the word of God. And, I, and that's what I was referring to earlier about God being very smart. Aren't you glad today that we all have the same Bible? So we're not making this thing up as we go. There's ways that we can have checks and balances of what is reality and what is not reality concerning the will and the understanding of the truth of God. And that comes to us from the word of God and the hearing of the word of God. And faith will come when we put our trust in him, put our trust in the word and it is, the, it is the truth for, of God and the truth of God to us and the truth of who we are, for you are a new creation. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You're not trying to become that. That is who you are. You need to renew your mind. You need to begin to say with your mouth on a daily basis because you've committed your life, your way, and your works. So to commit yourself, you're going to have to renew your mind to who you are, you know, Mary, when she received the word from Gabriel, first thing that the Bible says in her mind, her mind said to Gabriel, how can this be? And then the angel gave her some, another word to help her and just confirmation and talking to her and telling her how it's going to work. And then she said, well, be it unto me according to thy word. And understanding this is important. Understanding that the word, the Holy Spirit then overshadowed her and she conceived in her womb because of the word. And that's the way it works with us. When we receive the word of God, we've been born again, not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible, which is the word of God. So Peter tells us in the book of Peter and other places in the Bible, we know that the word was made flesh. We know today that the word of God in us that we receive, how did even Paul in Galatians to there where he talked about how did you receive the spirit by the hearing of faith? We know that uh, Romans 10 tells us uh, chapter uh, verses 9 through 10 tell, talks about how that if we'll uh, confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Well, how can they be saved unless they hear, the Bible says? How can they hear unless a preacher is sent? We know that the preaching of the gospel, even Romans chapter 1, 16 says there, uh, that Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to all those who believe. Well, what do we believe in? We believe in what we've heard. We heard of Jesus. We received that word just as Mary received the word of God 
God from an angel. We're receiving the word of God today. We're receiving the word of God from the angel, the, the, the shepherd or the pastor today. Uh, the gift, that grace there for our life, the gift to the body of Christ. Even now, you're hearing it. Receiving it in your heart. Commit your way. Commit your works. Fully commit. Renew your mind. Live from that place. Trust in the Lord. Trust in his word. Trust in the grace that's going to come by the hearing of the word of God because you have faith. When you have faith, remember, the Bible says, it tells us that we are saved by grace. That grace is, how, that is what God's conferring salvation to us, the new birth, the word in our heart. So the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary as she received that word because she received, she believed, she received, and the Holy Spirit overshadowed the word that was conceived in her heart, and the word became flesh, dwelt among us. And we can see this process. Jesus was the son of God from birth. You know, the Bible says that when you receive the word of God in your heart, you become what? A child of God, a living God. The world, the people in the world are not the children of God, even though they are created in the image, the body, the physical body is in the image of God, but they are fallen and separated from God and the life of God. They don't have the life of God in them. We're not all children of, the God, of God, but there are those who have been born again who have of not corruptible seed, but incorruptible, which is the word of God. And the Holy Spirit has taken that word and transformed, regenerated your spirit. And now you're a child of the living God and have fellowship with God. You become the righteousness of God. You become holy as unto God. And so we now we possess this body and we present it before God holy and we do the things that are acceptable before him because we committed our ways. We're renewing our mind and renewing our mouth, our thoughts and our ways unto God. We've committed our works, our, our, the things that we do unto God. We're not just doing God in church. We're not just doing God at home. We're, doing, we're living this life, supernatural life everywhere. And when the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, just like Jesus, think about this. Jesus was the son of God all of his life. Then why then, if he was the son of God, if he was God, Emmanuel, at birth, would he need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? That wasn't for his benefit as much as it was for our benefit so we can understand the reality. You can be saved and you can, but yet even with Jesus, he did no mighty work until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. There is no great work. There is no miracle. There is no signs and wonders. There is no be witness of who he was until he was baptized, until the Holy Spirit came upon him. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you will be the witness. You won't just be saved for yourself. You won't just be a child of God for yourself. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, something will begin to change on you and in your life. Things will begin to happen. It doesn't mean you're any less saved if you're not in baptized and empowered with the Holy Spirit. But it does mean that you are, what's the difference between you and, and, so, and so-and-so over here? Well, you might be good. You might do good things. You might be a believer in Jesus and things like that, but a witness. I'm talking about supernatural life. And I believe a supernatural life is something we can live because Jesus said we can live it. You will be my witnesses. Well, think about Jesus when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon him, and then he began to witness for God in a supernatural way. He was already the Son of God, but his, there was nothing that went out from him at that point that made him who he was until after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, here we see, Jesus said, after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witness. And I think that's something important because you will do what you be. Oftentimes, many Christians today, they are struggling to do what they be. 
why do we struggle to do what we be? Because if you be a child of the living God, if you be a new creation in Christ Jesus, old things have passed away, God wants to put power on you so you can do what you be. Not just be in this life and then struggle in life, trying to do and failing and just chalking it up to the sovereignty of God. If God wants me to be that, he will make me that. No, he wants to empower you so you can be through the Holy Spirit. So you can do what you be. Amen. I'll tell you, that's so important. But let me just say this. It comes from a, a, a very strong, powerful element of the development of grace in our life and actions of grace comes from this area of committing ourselves unto God. Committing. Fully committing. And so what we want to do, we want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. And you can pray right now and just say, God, fill me, baptize me, just like you did in the Bible with all of the believers that were there who believed in you, who accepted you, who saw you at the resurrection, who believed you were the Son of God and believed in the resurrection and who were saved and then empowered with the Holy Spirit. I want to be, I want to receive exactly what they received. And the Bible says you will receive. The devil isn't going to jump there and give you something else. No, he's going to give you the Holy Ghost, the Bible says. Jesus said that. And this is so important. You know, the Bible teaches us out of Romans chapter 1. You know, oftentimes, here's where we struggle. I'm going to get to this just real quick. I hope you can just bear with me just for a few more minutes. Romans chapter 1, very, very important scripture here. And I believe this will help you as a Christian today. And this kind of sums up a lot of what I've been saying here today. But if you look at this, look in verse 16. I've quoted it a while ago. Paul in Romans 1, 16 says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. So we believe in the gospel of Christ, that he died, he rose again, he's the son of God, and he will save you and deliver you from the law of sin and death, from the, from the curse of the law, and that is in salvation. Glory to God. Verse 17, for therein, for therein what? For therein the salvation is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So you see, from faith to faith. So the first faith you have for salvation, you need to continually add to your faith faith. There's going to be more faith for you to grow in and understand. You don't just stop there. You don't just now just go join a, 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 uh, some kind of team or some kind of work. Now, don't get me wrong, serve in areas of the church and other places, but that's not the end of it. Uh, it's the beginning of it. It's kind of like, you, you know, when your child is born or when you were born, it wasn't the end of something. It was the beginning of something. Well, when you get born again and you get the new birth, which is salvation, then you have been born again. You're, no long, you're a new creation. Old things are passed away. Now you have a process of development. You're committing your ways and your works because now Jesus is Lord over your life. You're entrusting him now with your life and his ways. You're no longer serving the ways of the world and the system of mammon and the God of this world and, and, the, and the lust of the flesh that, that your flesh was trained to do and the mind that it was trained to do. No, no you're going to renew it now. Bring your body into subjection because you're committing your ways. You're committing your works. And... And you're being, and let me just say this, being filled with the Holy Spirit is so important to be able to perform these things. And he will help you do what you be. And, and, and I can say this, 
emphatically because you can also look into the book of Acts after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, after Acts chapter 2. They get over to chapter 4. The apostles are, are dealing with a lot of things. There's a miracle. The great miracle took place. They get in trouble. They go to the council, and the judges tell them, don't you ever preach in that name anymore. You're stirring up stuff, and we don't want you to... Uh, th- this can... Pre- pervert the the people around and start following this thing called Jesus Christ cult or whatever it might be. I don't know. They said, don't preach in that name no more. And they went up into the, uh, a place, got alone in prayer, and they began to pray. And the Bible says that they asked God for boldness. And the Bible says, and the place was shaken just like it was on the day of Pentecost, and they, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So we see that there's another empowerment that came upon them when they got along with God, and another grace came upon them, a grace of boldness and of courage that they didn't have before to be able to withstand the wiles of the devil because they knew the will of God was to preach the gospel because he had already given them the commandment, go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to to observe all of the things I've taught you. He said, command them to do it. Command them to do the things I've taught you. And this is what's happened. That's how you make disciples. And so uh, they received an empowerment to do so, another level, and from faith to faith. So verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. I tell you, some people can hold the truth and still give, still, still say, well, we don't have to do those. We don't have to present our body a living sacrifice. That's not a worship unto God to walk holy, do the things that are acceptable unto God. No, no, no. That's just some form of whatever. No, we got the grace of God. Again, they don't know what grace is. Uh, grace is God's conveying of salvation and of righteousness. What they should say uh, is, you know, well, we, we are the righteousness of God. But if, you don't, if you're doing works of unrighteousness then, uh, and sin and claiming that, the, that you're still righteous, uh, you need to recheck uh, the word of God here. Uh, you need to understand that we need to not hold that truth in unrighteousness. We need to repent of our sin. We need to turn from. Are you going to sin after you're a Christian? You're going to fail. You're going to fall because you're dealing with the flesh. You're growing in your flesh. But God has mercy and his love never fails. It's there. But let me just say this. But we also need to turn to him. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us that. Now, there's specific scriptures that talk about. How that, like even in 1 John tells us, you know, that if you're in Christ, if you're in him and you love God, you're following God, well, you're not going to sin. Well, let me just help you with this understanding. Uh, you're not going to want to, you're not going to live in the sin nature because you don't like that. That's where the condemnation's coming in. That's why you feel the way you feel. That's why you feel beat down and it's so hard. But it, why it's so hard is you haven't fully committed yourself. You commit one day, but not every day. See, you need to wake up 24 hours every day and say, glory to God, I'm serving God today. Yesterday was good, but glory to God, today's the day. And now I'm going to acknowledge him in all my ways and all my works because I'm committing my ways and committing my work today unto God. I'm going to commit what my time I'm going to use my time for. If you begin to spend your time in areas you know that you're susceptible to sin, well, that's just not wise. You could fall into the trap of that sin that you know you're going to allow yourself to commit if you get involved with that. Why don't you just abstain from the appearance of evil if that, and get away from that and then go do something else. Amen? It, it's not rocket science, but it is a particular type of science, which is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. 
then you're going to find there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. And when you do sin, though, you're going to feel that. When you do, repent, turn from it, get your heart right, start obeying the truth of the word of God. Don't override that. Go ahead and submit yourself to God and the Lordship of Jesus so he can begin to... You're going to see God's grace and mercy and blessing. He's going to give you that attaboy when you do that. Come on, that's that way to go. And he's going to, you're going to see favor open up in areas. Man, just the other day, I was uh, helping somebody do something, and man, we needed favor of God. And before we even got to the point that we had to do it, I just declared the favor favor of God. I just said it out. I said, the favor of God is going to be honest. We went to go do it. Sure enough, I'm telling you, the favor of God was there. And that person's probably watching us right now. And man, I'm telling you what, the favor of God was on us in that situation. Something happened that would not happen naturally. Just don't happen that way. And there's a lot of reasons why it don't happen that way. But I'm telling you, man, the favor of God was on us. And God just showed up right on time, right in the moment, put us right in that wonderful place. And it just happened. I'll tell you, the supernatural life of God. And don't take it for granted, even in the littlest thing. I'll tell you, the favor of God will surround you like a shield. You need to believe God for it. Why? Because you're putting your trust in God. Do you fail? You're going to fail. You're going to falter. But what are you going to do? You're going to bring yourself back into that place. You're going to bring your body. Commit yourself. Present your body. Repent. Ask God to forgive you. Get yourself right. Ask for, for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in areas of your life. Begin to pray and to seek God. Commit your way. Commit your works. Now, the world here. Paul's talking about in Romans chapter 1, verse 19, he says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world, now he's also talking about here, he's talking about the believer and the world. And here's even where the world doesn't have an excuse. The Bible says, for the, even the invisible things from the creation of the world are clearly seen, verse 20, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Whoever they are, who hold the truth of unrighteousness in uh, wrongly uh, and concerning the unrighteousness of men. I tell you, that's why we can't have a fallacy of uh, things that say, well, uh, say fallacies of genetics, fallacies of geographical locations where we say, well, you know, there's many ways uh, that we can get to heaven. There's many things. There's many of this. You know, I don't believe God would do this. I don't believe. Well, no, that's a fallacy. That means we're holding the truth in unrighteousness. We have a, we, we were saying, you know, things about uh, how God works, which, which is not lining up with the word of God. So we need to be wise on that. The, not the doctrines of men or the ideas of man, but the, but the word of the truth. And how that God, Emmanuel, was manifested in the flesh, the Bible says. Speaking of how he was empowered with the Holy Spirit and became that witness of God and revealing the will of God with power. And we're called to do these things. Now, let me just show you this. Let's keep reading here. Uh, the Bible says, verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, or be and they became vain in their imaginations. The foolish heart was darkened. Now, he's talking about people who knew the truth. And then begin to say, you know, I don't know if I believe God is real. I tell you, you need to be very wise. There's a lot of people today, and we will see this. The Bible says they will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, traditions of men. Well, what even today, and you might see a pastor, you might see a worship leader, you might see a, a friend, you might see somebody you thought, wow, man, they're really a Christian, man. They're doing this, or they do all of the things. They do all these things. And uh, you need to be real wise of that. Because uh, sometimes people hold the truth in unrighteousness. But this is important. 
Because if you notice something, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. So we need to understand we don't touch the glory of God. It's not, uh, you know, God's, remember Paul said it's his grace that labors, not I. So he didn't touch the glory. He said, no, it's God. It's God in me. It's God doing it. God doing the works. Even Jesus said that. Jesus said, it's not I. It's God doing the works through me. It's the, and so it's the Holy Spirit. See, doing that through you. We don't take the credit for those things. We don't see uh, uh, this is something that is important we need to do. Uh, we need to be thankful unto God. Don't let a vain imagination, don't let your foolish heart become darkened, the Bible says. Professing themselves to be wise, they became as fools. Verse 23, they changed the glory of God into uncorruptible. Uh, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, into birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. Even the world has done that. Even the Bible says the world can see that God is real. Science can uh, see God is real. Real science, true science, proves the realness of God. They have no real explanation of anything. They don't really understand how creation works. They have all these ideas and theories, and it changes just like they did with uh, butter and margarine. You know, years ago they told us butter would kill you. Now that and we know, and they so they created a chemical and created this thing and sold it to the public and said, "Oh, you need to eat this." And then it found out that stuff does not digest in your body. All right, and it's still doing it today, uh, where the natural thing actually works in your body because it's natural. God created it because it works in your natural body. We need to be wise in these areas. Uh, and we're still listening to these people in many ways and, and thinking that, you know, they have the answer. No, God has the answer. God's a lot smarter than all men. And we need to not think that man has the answer for all of mankind's need. No, Jesus is the answer for all of mankind's need. Praise God. Anyhow, we can see that the Bible says that they changed this. Wherefore, God gave them up to uncleanliness. And the Bible says, through the lust of their own hearts and dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, worshiped and served the creature more than creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust toward one another. Men with men, working which is things that which is in unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense, the payday for their error, which is, was meat. Verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to reprobate mind or debase mind to do the things which are not convenient. Well, let me just point out verse 21 and verse 28 here. It says for verse, uh, it says that they did not, although they, they did not, God, they did not honor God. Uh, they didn't acknowledge God. Some translation says they didn't acknowledge God uh, in their mind. Verse 28 tells us uh, they did not retain God in their knowledge. See, it's so important that every day when we've committed our ways, we've committed our works, what we're doing is we're acknowledging God and we're retaining God. The Bible tells us to acknowledge God in all of our ways. He'll direct our steps. We need to understand that if we don't retain God and acknowledge God in everything, in all that we do, you know, the, even when we, when we eat, what do we do? We acknowledge God. We thank God. We're thankful for the provision. We acknowledge him. We need to acknowledge him in all of our ways. All of our ways, every day, in all things, in the decisions. Oh, well, I need to, I need to get counsel on something. Well, we need to pray about where we go get counsel. Don't just fix it in your mind and get in your mind. No, uh, we need to ask God. Who do we talk to? We need to ask God. We need to ask God. Don't just ask people and man and get man's opinion. Ask God. Ask God. Ask God. Acknowledge God. Retain God. 
And, and this is so important. Be thankful unto God. Sometimes you won't know what to do. And you just need to wait and God's going to provide. God will do it. God will show. God will lead. God will guide. And the timing of God. Sometimes we're so pressured. We've got to make a decision. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. Instead of waiting on the Lord. Acknowledge God. Well, True success is if I do this and I just got to run out and do it. No, no. Acknowledge God. Now, it doesn't mean that if something's not working and God told you to go a direction and living in a certain, going in a certain direction in a certain way and you're going through that and your work and you're, 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 you seem like you're beating your head against the wall in the moment, but God sets you in that direction. God sets you out in that moment. Just hold it. Wait on the Lord. Uh, God will make a way. And, and acknowledge God. And let, just continue to wait on the Lord. He'll direct your steps. He'll lead you and guide you in the way of righteousness, in the way and the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even Paul had to wait on that. He said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, my strength is going to be made perfect. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.